Good evening and welcome to the NFL Draft. Tonight, we officially welcome the next generation of players. So if you're ready, are you ready? Let's get it started. The NFL Draft is officially open. NFL Draft Podcast. I am Trevor Sycamore. With me is Benjamin Solak. Hopefully you guys had a great, safe, fun, exciting holiday weekend. We're sorry that this podcast is coming to you a day late, but we were taking a little break for the holiday as well. And Ben was doing a little bit of traveling, which is why he's going to sound a little bit different. He's not in his normal podcasting location, but that's because Ben has gone West Coast on us. He is on the West Coast time zone in the wonderful, brutally hot state of Arizona. And with that, Ben, I ask you, how are you doing in the dry heat, my friend? Uh, everything is delicious. In and out is delicious. I'm pleased to report that I can finally answer like an, an extra Fan Friday question a month because of how often I feel like we get asked about burger chains. Right. Here's here's In and Out. It's a it's a cheaper Five Guys. Not it's not better than Five Guys, but it's cheaper. And so when I go to Five Guys, I don't feel like I'm getting fast food because of the price. In and Out, you do. And it's still quite good. I didn't get animal style. Didn't know that was a thing. So oh, I back dude. Do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Because because here we go. I, I didn't want you to go too in depth with your in and out analysis because I think that someone should ask us during Fan Friday where yes. you now put in and out within the burger fast food chain rankings. But you have to go have you over the next couple of days. You got to go get animal style before we do this on Friday. You you got to do yes. it. But somebody else I, out out there, okay. ask us about it. So in out very good. Uh, Grand Canyon's pretty grand. 105 degree heat sucks, but um, <laughs> and like, oh, it's a dry heat. Yeah, it sucks. Um, but the state of Arizona is very beautiful. I've enjoyed driving through it a lot. Uh, I'm very happy to be out here. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Well, and you're also you are also helping shape the youths of America, right? That's why you're there. Yeah, baby. Doing a little, doing a little uh, camp yeah. out there. I'm at Camp Catney's in Phoenix, Arizona. So if anybody's in the area, shout out to Camp Catney's. Uh, <laughs> Big it shout is out. a college preparedness camp for uh mexican american students in the phoenix area uh high school age so i think there's a couple eighth graders but mostly ninth through 12 um 99 of them are first generation or aspiring to be first generation uh college students in their families wow and so it's about right uh teaching them about the process helping to emphasize to those kids who are on the fence why why college is a, a potentially important thing for them why it's a valuable thing um and then also like getting your butt whooped in soccer by the camper counselor challenge, which apparently we lose every year, like 15 to nine. I feel like you, uh, you just, I feel like you're not good at soccer. Is that, is that rude of me to say, like, uh, I feel like you're no, not a soccer player. You know me well enough to know that I'm not good at pretty much anything. Oh, that's that not requires true. physical movement and soccer gets up in there, but I will try and entertain the children with my failures. Cause that's, that just, I'm just a given guy like that. But yeah, it's going to be a really fun couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, podcast schedule a little bit wonkier and whatnot but it's because of a, of a good cause so again if you're in the phoenix area swing by camp cat come give us money it's for good and things. try to and try to help ben's soccer team not get absolutely embarrassed uh, from the kids all right so let's get to the topic that we have here on this podcast last week we did i don't want to say stereotypical because that, that sounds mean we did a reoccurring segment though where we draft the all under 25 team. So Ben and I went back and forth and we drafted the best NFL team that we possibly could 
using only players that were under the age of 25. At least when the season was going on, I believe we said that they could turn 25 during the season, but it had to be younger than that. So it was the next generation. We got a question in response to that, less of a question, more of a statement, in response to that and said, hey, have you, ever guys, have you guys ever thought about doing like the old people's version of that draft? Like the, the 35 and over all NFL team? And you know what? We yeah. haven't. And I think that's going to be hilarious. So today (laughs) on the show, we are drafting the old geezers of the NFL. We are drafting and over, I couldn't do 35. I wanted to do 35 because I wanted to be able to say the guys who were in the NFL who are now eligible to run for president, but there aren't, there simply aren't enough players over well, the next, the next, the next, the next presidential election is still a couple years down the road. So these guys will be eligible to run for president. This is true. When it's time. This is very true. So we're doing the over, the 34 and over draft. So 34 years old and over are to be eligible to be drafted here. I think that this is going to hone our skills and knowledge of the NFL even more so than the under 25 guys because it's a draft podcast. Everybody likes talking about the next generation, the next wave. We always focus on that. But this will truly get our expertise in who's been there, who's put in the work, who's put in that time, who are legends of the game. Some of these guys are on NFL rosters, but there are a couple players who I think I'm going to pick who aren't technically retired but are still free agents in the NFL over the age of 34. I had those questions. Uh, currently not signed to the team is okay, correct? Uh, if it if it wasn't, we'd uh, be in trouble. I He's think. screwed. Uh, <laughs> injuries turned off, turned on. Yeah, I mean you're looking at older guys, so I think that we're just now. You can't you can't just say like oh you know they they would have never gotten hurt throughout their career, but you can look at how good a player is right now and say I am guaranteed that. Like, I'm putting a team together to face off this weekend. Getting 17 games of them. What did you say? What was the first part of that? Whoever we draft, we're getting 17 games of them, right? Yes, correct. Right. At their current skill. And that's my final question is we're building a team to win a Super Bowl this year. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. I I would say that. We're building the future anyway because it's freaking geriatric players at this stage. So. (laughs) Do you want to pick first or do you want to go second, third with a snake draft format? I want to go second. Didn't expect you to go second. This is going to be such a weird but okay. prioritization. It's totally different than the young guys. Uh, I think I have to go Andrew Whitworth here because offensive tackle, not very pretty when you get older, especially over the age of 34, but Andrew Whitworth out here still doing it. So I think that there are a handful of other positions where there's guys at the top you could go with that. But just like we did last week, you got to prioritize some of the players. And I think there's a scarcity at offensive tackle. And so I, I just got to make sure that I get Andrew Whitworth on my team. So I'm going to go with Andrew Whitworth here. Longtime Cincinnati Bengal, current Los Angeles Ram. He's going to play left tackle for me. Yeah, I, uh, I, if I had gone first, tackle would have been my pick. It mm-hmm. would not have been Andrew Whitworth. And I would have hoped to have, I got, I, when I drafting second, I was hoping to take Whitworth and then Dwayne Brown. Well, I think Dwayne Brown's a better pick. Than Whitworth. I think right now Dwayne Bound, who's 36, uh, tackle for the Seattle Seahawks, is probably playing better than Whitworth is currently. Uh, I would say has been for the last couple of years. Also is younger, uh, uh, four years younger. That he Brandon is. Thorne of Trench Warfare just did a, a piece on Dwayne Brown, which was a good read, speaking to how he's uh, uh, remained one of the top guys at his position and an underappreciated guy at his position. Uh, so Whit and, and Brown were the top of my board. 
Uh, you took Wentz, so I'll take Dwayne Brown. And then... And then... Hey, <laughs> people listen, just... This is good. This is good podcast. Okay? I was going to say, people probably just turned off the podcast. I was waiting yeah. to see where you'd go with that. But for, you know, just so everybody knows out there, uh, Andrew Whitworth and Dwayne Brown were one and two on my board. So, like, if if I was going to have the chance to pick any of them, it was going to be one of those two right. dudes. I'm going to take, besides the quarterbacks, which obviously is a bit of a unique situation, I'm going to take one of the only blue chip players, current blue chip dominant players who remains – uh, available okay. at this age, at this stage. Okay. I'm taking Indomitian Sue. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. It's not super urgent that I... Uh, defensive tackle is not a place that's got massive uh, issues, right? It's not a place that, that it's, like, super thin or anything like that. There were other thinner positions I could have gone for, but simply, I'm going to be drafting a lot of role players, a lot of, of 30%, 35% of the snap guys in terms of the actual NFL. And Dominican Sue isn't that player. Uh, is he currently? Is he back in Tampa? Right. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. He, no. He's uh, he's going for two. He's going for two. Yeah. Yeah. Free ring. Uh. Right. Sue hasn't been a. <laughs> you said Sue it, not me. A, you said it, not me. Yeah. I, it's the bit. Uh. Sue hasn't been a Pro Bowler in several years. He hasn't been an All Pro guy in, in, in several years. However, on a snap to snap basis, watching him, he remains uh, a dominant player. He remains a player who can take over the game, even against uh, high called high caliber quality starting guards. Uh, so while like the sack numbers and the TFL numbers aren't necessarily as gaudy as they have been in the past, uh, to me, he still remains that guy. And like I said, if I'm hunting blue chippers uh, and I want to make sure I get one or two on my team because the, the, that group is just so small in this exercise, then I got to prioritize Sue. Oh, man. Okay, so prioritizing play. Those are two, those are two strong choices. I wasn't going to pick Sue because defensive tackles decently deeper than I thought, but obviously Sue is at the top of that list. So I wasn't going to go after him there. I think I'm going to stick with the offensive line. I was hoping to get Dwayne Brown. I was hoping to get the bookend tackles, but I wasn't able to do that. Couldn't secure it. So instead, I'm going to look to the interior. I'm going to go with uh, Richie Incognito is one of my offensive guards. And then I'm going to go with Jason Kelsey, who is 34 and just barely makes the list. Let it be known that I'm the one who taught you how to do this. I'm the one who taught you to immediately attack offensive line, completely empty the cupboard, screw your opponent. And I don't appreciate that it's being leveraged against me. Uh, dude, I'm just doing the exercise in a fashion that will give me the best team, as I did last week. I'm just uh, you're going through the same thing. I'll have you know the general public consensus was largely in my favor. On the, the general on the public is wrong if that's what they believe. <laughs> Dang. So, yeah, picks. there we go. Yep. All right, I am taking. Oh yes, this is this is this is the moment where you do it. Yep, this is the moment. All We're right. all waiting for it. We're all waiting. You need for to. It. I give you a moment right. to breathe. Right. Okay. Here. Right here. I yeah. give I give you an opportunity to like you know take a second and think about it. What do you want to do? Yoga in between your picks? No, I want to make the right picks. All right. I'm taking Patrick Robinson. Oh, Minnesota okay. Vikings. Okay, all right. Thirty-four. Okay. Uh, there are a lot of names. Patrick Robinson was on, on my. He was he was on my board, but not nearly this high. There are a lot of names there on the over thirty-four list there for cornerbacks that you might recognize, and all of them are bad now. Correct. Uh, yes. Right. Patrick Robinson's beginning to get bad. He just turned thirty-four. 
Um, but like your Brandon Cards, your Dominic Roger Camardi, your Jonathan Josephs, I just simply do not watch those players right now and see guys who are coverage options in the modern NFL, which is like a very like sad and hard thing to say. But just I think that corner is a position where you really see that steep drop off. I mean, yeah, um, you got to be young. I mean, that's yeah. basically just what it boils down to. So in that vein, I'm taking uh, Patrick Robinson and then I'm taking Jason McCourty. Oh, you uh, suck, Ben! The, the McCourty brothers, which is not like I'm like telling a secret here that they're they're twins, so they're the same age. Are uh, 34 and uh, just got there, and obviously Jason plays corner. Uh, Devin plays safety. Uh, in that, they both can probably do a little bit, but McCourty's been predominantly the corner. He's the one that I'd like, um, and I, I feel confident he can play outside for me. He can also play slot for me, which he did a little bit for the Patriots in the past. Uh, and so that knocks up my corner position, which I think is is arguably the thinnest position. It's certainly the thinnest premium position. It's not, I mean, it's not great. It's not great. It's, you know, if there's one thing that the corner position above 34 is not. You're dumb. It's, it's great. I mean, it's I really just... like when I, before I started, I was like, all right, Sherman's definitely over 34. Casey Hayward's definitely over 34. Chris Harris over 34. And they're all like 33. Yeah, they're all 33. And I was like, Yeah, so I, I, I thought it was going to be a lot stronger than it ended up being. Okay. Those are two strong picks. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you, Ben. I would not lie to you on this podcast. Never. I was really, I was really hoping, and and you could very well do this. I don't know. Maybe you will. I was really hoping to just bring back the Patriots secondary of Jason McCourty, Devin McCourty, Patrick Chung. I was just hoping to just like let like one more. We're giving it another ride, folks. We're doing it again. So full on Belichicking. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe you might. Maybe you might end up doing that. Maybe you won't. I'm going to select a player who does not play along the offensive line. Congratulations. Thank you. I know. It's been tough for me to get to this point. I'm going to take Larry Fitzgerald, wide receiver. Wow. Not, Not technically retired, but a legacy player. One that I think deserves the utmost respect. And then I'm going to go with Calais Campbell as my first defensive player that I'm going to draft. It's a good pick. If Campbell was on the board, uh, he would have been on my picks for his next two picks. Would he? Okay. So I I, yeah. I actually had somebody else penciled in for where I was going to draft Campbell. Or, yeah, like right at this spot. I had somebody else here, but I go, hmm, I would be stupid to let Ben get both Dominic Sue and Calais Campbell. So we can't have that. Of course we can't. So yeah, I'll I'll take some two legendary players here in Larry Fitzgerald and Calais Campbell. Who knows? I defense could be any formation. Could be running a three four still. Could be running a four three. Could just be running the four six full time. Go full buddy Ryan on it. Who knows? You know, there's a lot of possibilities. I just know Calais Campbell's on my team for whatever it is. Yeah, those are two very very good names, and I like Calais a lot. Uh, I didn't have Fitz very high on my wide receiver list. And Sad. a lot, some of that had to do with the age, uh, just in terms of I think I can get slot options who are closer to the 34 cutoff, uh, who, who I think I have equivalent juice now as Fitz has at 38. But certainly the name recognition is nice. All right. Okay. You're up back to back. I am going to dive into the toxic pit. Oh, boy. That is attempting to draft a linebacker over the age of 34. It is ugly. <laughs> uh, I didn't 
think that linebacker was going to be a position that had this problem. In my head, I'm like, all right, if you're a good linebacker, you just kind of like hang around. Right. Uh, it turns out you don't. Uh, and there's a very, very low list of linebackers who are available, who are old enough, uh, and who played last year. You know what I mean? Like, you see guys who, I'm, I'm not going to name names, guys still might draft these dudes, even though they didn't play in 2020, who were, like, fine in 2019. It's just teams don't have to bring them in. They can go younger, and so they do. Uh, and so it, it's not an easy position. But I'm going to take Bruce Irvin, who is 34 and is, yes, functionally an edge, but I'm going to be able to play him as a on-ball Sam linebacker. He was only available for two games before he got injured for the Seahawks, and they were excited about bringing him off the outside. Okay. So Irvin is certainly a potential edge player, um, but for right now, I'm going to be willing to play him at off-ball linebacker if I need to because that's how desperate I am for talent at this freaking position. Uh, so Bruce Irvin. And then, okay, Clay's Campbell's off. I forgot to scratch him. Oh, damn. Um, I, just, I just found two players on my list who Pro Football Reference has them at 34, and they're not. How old are they? Malcolm Jenkins and Everson Griffin are both 33, and Pro Football Reference has them at 30, has, as 34-year-olds. Malcolm Jenkins' age. He's 33. Oh. Yeah. Well, okay, so are we going off this Pro Football Reference list? Well, also, I, how did you figure this out? Because I, because I, I, I didn't, because you know why, you know why, you don't have figured this out, Ben? How? Because I know you love Malcolm Jenkins and I didn't want to say Malcolm Jenkins and then called out and embarrassed on my own podcast when you say, on your own podcast? when you say he's not 34, he's not 34, he's not 34. Well, I'll be honest. Malcolm Jenkins was extremely 100% my next pick. Well, I, <laughs> not, not anymore. How is this possible? I don't know. Pro Football Reference is wrong. I, it's never happened before. This is the first time. We're breaking news on this podcast. But that's... I think they just have they, they just have his the, the year wrong. They have the, the month and day it's, right. It's active players born on or before January 1st, 1990 is the list that we're looking at. And he was born in December of 1989. So it he, he fits the list. Do we count him? No, we can't get. He's not. He's not thirty-four. You no. Have to double check every single thirty-four-year-old on this Pro Football Reference list that you yourself sent me. I didn't make the page. I don't work for Pro Football Reference. You want me to get you to the number? You want me to get you their number? Hold on, I'm gonna scroll down to the. I'll just well, scroll down to the bottom. Dominic and Sue is actually thirty-three. Here you go. I got it for you right here. It's one eight hundred. Go look it up yourself. You can't draft Malcolm Jenkins. There. Call him. How old are the McCordys? Devin McCordy age. I drafted a bunch of 34-year-olds. Devin McCordy's 33. Oh, no. Which means Jason's 33. Because he's the one I drafted. I just Googled the first one that came to mind. See, I, we have to go off of the pro football reference list as they have them listed. Okay, all right, all right. I, I, all right, I've got I've to work around here. You ready? Okay. What's that? You can draft players who will be eligible to run for president the next time you have to put your name in. So 33 and up. Fair? When is 32 and up? Because it's in three years of the next election is in 2024. But don't you have to like be eligible when you like put your name in the running for the race? I don't know. I don't know either. I've never run for how president. Much, how much do you think I pay attention to history class? The uh, answer is like six. Si Maybe si five. 
What did what, six and five? What you just asked? How much do you think I pay attention? Yeah. And then you said Dude, the number six. Maybe even four. Six out. Honest. Six out of what? Because if it's because it, if it's a Yelp review, you're off the damn <laughs> charts. Okay, so just draft Malcolm Jenkins. I'm drafting Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, Jenkins again, like Irvin here. Uh, I, Jenkins has played linebacker the last couple of years. Just athletically, he's an unbelievable player. Wait, he's you're drafting him as a linebacker? Malcolm Jenkins, you can go and you can look right now no. at Malcolm Jenkins' no. snap counts. No, I'm not letting you do this. Okay, then I'm drafting him as a safety, but he's That's I mean, fine. Like, functional. Yeah, I'm going to end up playing him in the box because if you look at where he's taking his snaps, uh, last year for the New Orleans Saints, 324 snaps in the box, 247 snaps on the D-line, 169 snaps at slot corner, 365 snaps at free safety. You go back to 2019, 432 snaps in the box, 158 snaps in the defensive line, 266 snaps in slot corner, 207 at free safety. He's used everywhere. Uh, athletically, as he's getting older, he's not the same athlete. It's harder to play him at corner. It's harder to play him at safety. It's easier to play him in the box. So I'm taking Malcolm Jenkins. I'll put him in the flex spot right now. I don't give a hoot. Um, he's, he's a box player that I felt strongly that I needed um, because the linebacker position is so weak. So Malcolm Jenkins, who is like 34-ish, uh, is going to be my pick. Okay. I just want you to know that I let you have this one. Let I was going to pick him. Let the record show that I let you have this one. You also let me have jason mccourty you just didn't know you were letting me have jason mccourty at the time that you let me have jason mccourty wow what a gracious what a gracious host i am to allow you to break the rules of such right, a that's it i'm checking your names and finding somebody who's 33 <laughs> check andrew whitworth i guarantee he's above 35 do it jason all right Kelsey, um, kelsey's 33 suck it mm, tough okay uh, th- this is just a are you old draft? We're drafting the best are you old football players. So I'm going to go wide receiver. Because I, I think you're probably going to get cheeky with tight end, but that's fine. I'm all right with that. Uh, I'm going to draft Deshaun Jackson and Emmanuel Sanders back to back here. So my three wide receivers. That was, that was the top of my board. Yeah. So my three wide receivers are now Larry Fitzgerald, Deshaun Jackson, and Emmanuel Sanders. I'm great with this. Great with this. No, that 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 that's a good approach because I needed one of those two guys. Now I have to go. Now you got now you got to pick like Danny Amendola or something. Yeah, which I, I was I was very happy to pick Danny Amendola. I, I planned from the beginning to pick Danny Amendola. Danny Amendola is a perfectly cromulent player. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Just pick Chris Hogan next. Go ahead. He well, play, no, I have standards. He he plays lacrosse now. You you have what? I said no. I have standards. Oh, okay. Jeez, that's where we draw the we draw the line at lacrosse Me players. Bullying, uh, Chris Hogan for no reason. Okay, so uh, my offense is Larry Fitzgerald, Deshaun Jackson, Emmanuel Sanders, Andrew Whitworth, Jason Kelsey, Richie Incognito. Yen, your offense is Dwayne Brown. Yeah, feeling great so far. Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm about to add a player to the offense. Okay. Once again, it will be a, a, a trench player. I'm not going to go too early on the on the skill positions. I don't need to. All right, all right. Uh, as as you've gone heavy on the interior offensive line, I hear I have to take Alex Mack, who I was going to take uh, Mack above Jason Kelsey, mm. uh, which maybe that's just a, a function of me having watched Jason Kelsey a lot closer than I than I've watched Alex Mack for the last couple of years. But Mack seems like a player to me who's still operating at a a, a, a higher level relative to his 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 peak play whereas kelsey who's still a good center uh has really started to fall off uh, in, in 2020 
Uh, I really thought he was going to retire after the season, to be honest. Uh, he's come back for 2021. That's very exciting. Uh, we love Jason Kelsey. He can play in Philadelphia for as long as he wants. I don't care. Uh, he's going to be hugely beneficial to Jalen Hurts as your quarterback, but just on a, on a snap-to-snap basis, just uh, the – the all the little things he was able to do to get away with being so undersized is just they're just starting to fall away and that's that's tough uh to watch so i love kelsey i think i would have preferred to have mac here and i'm happy to have mac um so that's my first player on the interior and then i'm going to take alex mac was good i was about to i was about to embargo block the crap out of you on all yeah, offensive yeah, linemen uh, if you didn't do that uh, so once you went after wide receiver i was like yeah i need a secure mac before i get screwed um I'm going to take a player that I love uh, talking about as an underappreciated quality NFL dude in Mario Addison, the defensive end who plays for the oh, Buffalo. Nice. Yeah. Uh, 30, he's turning 34 this year, so I think he's a 33-year-old. I'll count. Uh, yeah, you can count. Yeah. Five sacks last season, which is not what Buffalo paid for. It's not what they wanted. Uh, but in the three seasons previous in Carolina, excuse me, the four seasons, nine and a half sacks, nine sacks, 11 sacks, and 9.5 sacks. Just ludicrous consistency for a player who was a, a, a journeyman as a young player and had to develop, had to earn his spot, you know, had, had to fight for a spot on a death chart and then blossomed in his late 20s into this really just consistent big end pass rusher. Uh, and so I thought I would I would probably get sniped on Calais Campbell. Obviously, Calais is one of the uh, the blue chippers that's available, like I was talking about earlier. But I was very happy to get Mario Addison, who's just such an eddy, steady player, can rush from both sides, can play the run, and just doesn't get the, the same hype as other defensive ends do. Uh, very excited about Mario Addison on my team. Uh, I should probably read an ad. I should probably do that before we continue to go on with the podcast. Bet online! It's the fast and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Um. I just want to say, we're recording this podcast after the Lightning lost Game 4 against the Montreal Canadiens, and I was sitting next to a friend of mine who bet before the playoffs began that the Lightning would win the Stanley Cup. This is before the playoffs even began. And then before the series against Montreal began, he bet that Tampa would sweep. And he would have won. He would have won (laughs) $3,500. Last night, if the Lightning would have just put in the next goal in overtime. But uh, alas, he'll probably still win the, the Lightning winning the Stanley Cup. So I can't feel too bad for him. But anyways, you know, if you want to throw in some bets like that, and if you want to get your heart broken, you can go to bet online or potentially, you know, other way around. If you want to win $3,500, you can go over to bet online. You can get all the latest news, odds, info for all of your sporting needs, which it's hockey, but it's also MLB. NBA, NHL, all the UFC, MMA action, NFL, of course, when that gets underway. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to really get into the game. As teams prep for their final playoff runs, as we get into the finals of some of these sports, as other sports really start to get into midseason form, head over to their website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked on. All caps, one word, locked on. Bet online, your online sports book. Experts, more. Old-ass players representing Ben and I's team coming up after the break. All right, do I go defense here? You know, because I said that Ben only had one player on offense before the break. And now I have two. I only only have one player on defense. Uh, No, I'm going to finish out my offensive line. I feel like I'm going to screw you over even more here. At offensive tackle... 
I don't know if this is screwing you over. You you could have some other options, but I'm going to go with DeMar Dotson. DeMar Dotson's been around the league for a yeah. long, long time. Long time Tampa Bay Buccaneers right tackle. Has just been a steady Eddie the whole time. Goes over to the Denver Broncos, and again, he, he played fine. I mean, he played in back-to-back. He, he had back-to-back seasons in which he had 1,000 snaps recorded. Not this past year, but the two before that. And, and the dude's so up there in age, and yet he continues to get it done. He had a PFF grade of... Just over 70 this year, playing less snaps for the Denver Broncos. He just understands how to play right tackle. Big, huge, athletic dude. The knees are kind of going, so he's getting a little old, but I think he's plenty reliable there as a right tackle. And then interior offensive line, I have a question for you, Ben. Yeah? Uh, Pro Football Reference has John Jerry, the offensive lineman, listed as a guard, but I believe PFF last has him listed at tackle. Can I get a ruling here? I mean, I'll be honest with you, I haven't thought much about John Jerry in recent weeks. Uh, <laughs> played left tackle for all of 2019 with the Bengals, didn't play in 2020. He played, he played, uh, he played, right, he played right guard at the end of the season for the Bengals. Okay. Uh, he played left guard in all of 2017, which was his second to last season. He didn't play in 2018. Okay. I'm fine if you're taking him on the interior. Okay, great. All right. So I'll just give me the experience of John Jerry. He's one of the last couple of guys that I recognized to pick on the interior offensive line. So now my offensive line is completely set. I've got Andrew Whitworth, DeMar Dotson, Jason Kelsey, Richie Incognito, and John Jerry. Very happy uh, with this group of five. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm very happy you went so hard in the interior offensive line honestly I, i'm i'm moved it makes me very pleased uh, to see that that you've done this to me i feel like i, I behold like it was like me me re, me selling me reaping meme a little bit like be, uh, I, i've been destroyed by my own creation uh i'm gonna bully you okay fun. okay that's uh, okay that's basically what we do on this podcast anyways but go off i'm taking uh adrian peterson running back nice all right Thir- 36 years old yep uh was replaced by Antonio Gibson by Washington last year, but like wasn't playing badly at all. And, and you know, like people aren't going to really kick the tires on a 36 year old running back. But the, if that was the end of Adrian Peterson's career as we saw it, honestly, he he did his career justice. He wasn't playing poorly uh, by any stretch of the imagination. And then, and my offensive flex spot, I'm taking Frank Gore, 38 year old running back for the New York Jets. There are only two running backs who have taken significant snaps at any time recently who are over the age of 34 and uh-huh. it's Adrian Peterson and Frank Gore. Uh, Marshawn Lynch is retired. He can't be selected. Uh, and then after that, there's pretty much nobody uh, who has done anything. So I'm freezing you out at running back, which uh-huh. is the best position for me left to freeze you out at. You know, I'm proud of you, Ben. I mean, I have two over 35 running backs on my team, so I'm not proud of me, but yeah. I'm happy you are. Well, I'm going to make this pick because it's topical and we need to have this discussion because you so confidently said this a couple of uh, seconds ago. Marshawn Lynch isn't retired. He hasn't. He did, Mar- Quote, Marshawn Lynch did not play in the 2020 season. However, he told Cannon O'Brien that he is not opposed to returning to the NFL and is not retired. Conan O'Brien talking about his retirement. Marshawn Lynch is functionally retired. He's played one game the last two years. I got Marshawn Lynch, baby. Let's go. You were how, so confident about it. How good are we claiming right now Marshawn Lynch is? Oh, don't act like you wouldn't have this guy on your team if you didn't have this massive oversight. Don't even act like it. Uh, I'm going to act like it. He hasn't taken... He played... He has 12 carries... 
in the last two seasons. Unbe- somebody doubting Marshawn Lynch could not be uh, me. Uh, yeah, this era Marshawn Lynch, could, 36-year-old Marshawn Lynch, could not be me. I absolutely, right now, in terms of quality of recent play, would rather have Adrian Peterson and Frank Gore than Marshawn Lynch. Adrian Peterson had seven rushing touchdowns last year. No, 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 no. Listen. I'd have taken Adrian Peterson number one as a running back. I'm not saying I would. Football reference claims that Adrian Peterson has the nickname Purple Jesus. Oh, that's new. Haven't seen that one. Two nicknames. All day. Yep. Heard that one before. And yep. Purple Jesus, which mm, I feel like I haven't heard that one before. Don't act like you wouldn't have picked Marshawn Lynch as your second running back here. You I would have taken Frank Gore over Marshawn Lynch or Harpy. <laughs> We played the last two years, Trev. You just hate to see that. All right, I'm going to go with edge rushers. I'm going to go two edge rushers here. Do you have edge rushers? All right, you have Mario Addison. Okay, okay, okay. And maybe Bruce Irvin. And, may, and maybe Bruce Irvin. Okay. All right, so since you got Malcolm Jenkins, do I get Everson Griffin? Yeah, please feel free. Okay. All right, I'm going to pick Everson Griffin as one of my edge players. And then I'm going to pick Clay Matthews as one of my running backs. Or not running backs, linebackers. Because linebackers Clay, are unbelievably thin. So. Clay Matthews? Yeah. Yeah. God, I wasn't willing to stoop that low. <laughs> <laughs> but you were willing to double up on running backs to try to upper hand me by getting Frank Gore. Okay. And yes, I did. <laughs> okay. All right. Who's your next two picks? Uh, okay. Right. If you're trying Dude, to Dude, you are. Back- hold on. You already said there's no linebackers left. <laughs> Yeah, but I would have I would have taken and am going to take Wesley Woodyard way before I would have taken Clay Matthews. Okay. Uh, Wesley Woodyard last played in 2019, though he actually freaking played, unlike some other players that have been drafted, uh, <laughs> and was pretty good for the Titans. Uh, the Titans brought in the young guys to replace Wesley Woodyard, and, and Woodyard put up a solid fight, uh, and they then struggled at linebacker when they lost Woodyard in 2020. Uh, tried to start Rashawn Evans next to Jalen Brown for an entire season and, and really suffered for that play. Evans remains a, a mercurial player, and then uh, Brown is limited just because of what he has in his size. Doesn't look like they're bringing Woodyard back. Looks like they're going to run with those young guys as best they can. Um, but Wesley Woodyard's last play that we saw of him was actually pretty solid. Uh, so I'd be happy to have Wesley Woodyard be one of my linebackers, so I'll take him. Uh, and then let me double-check my team really quick. What? How many spots do I have open on defense? I have one edge, maybe. I have one interior defense lineman. Yeah, and then I got to add more safeties. I'm taking the other McCourty brother. I'm taking Devin at this stage. Okay. Uh, very, very good combo player uh, who I feel comfortable playing deep safety and then coming down to the box, which obviously uh, during his time with the New England Patriots, he's predominantly been well, – he was the free safety for them last year, especially having lost Chung in um, uh, to, to COVID opt-out. Uh, so he was predominantly free safety for them there. But over the course of his career, uh, he's been able to play deep safety, and then he's been able to play a ton in the box as well. Uh, so I like the combo ability, uh, and then I like also the ability to drop down in coverage. So now I get Devin with Jason, uh, and I have a really, really good uh, uh, starting outside corner, Patrick Robinson as well, along with Matthew Jenkins, who's functionally going to be a linebacker for me. So my secondary is great, and that's going to help me account for the weakness of linebacker. Um, I'm checking to see if this guy played last year. Because if he is, then he's going to be in my selection. But I don't think he did. No. Yeah. 
Sucks when players haven't played recently. Hmm? Yeah, but I'm okay with sometimes I'm not playing. Okay, uh, I'm going to go with Steve McClendon as my interior defensive lineman. He's old, but I just need some beef. And then I will... <laughs> Why not? I guess. <laughs> I guess we're just going down the legend train here. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Terrell Suggs as, as my other edge player. So I got yeah, uh, I so. Everson Griffin, Terrell Suggs, Steve McClendon, Clayus Campbell. There we go. All right, so have you finished your interior defensive line and edge? Sick. Okay, so the player I wanted a defensive tackle is still there, and then the player I wanted at edge is still there. So we're good. On those fronts, I don't have to draft those players yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you picked the other McCordy better, right? Yes. Okay. I have a safety spot that I can fill. I don't feel like I need to do that, though, because I can move Malcolm if I need to, and I can move Bruce Irvin if I need to. So now it's time to start uh, filling offensive spots. Uh, we both have tight end open and we yep. both have quarterback open correct so i'm gonna do that um i think the right tight end pick is jared cook there's a tight couple actually, there's a couple yeah, that i was thinking about tight end is actually a spot where you can get like like jared cook is 34 logan paulson jimmy graham's 35 delaney walker is 37 right and then the the one who really actually Gives me some pause too, really. Mercedes Lewis, 37, still remains a really, really good pass blocker. And then if I know I'm getting 16 games of him, Vernon Davis, honestly, at 37 is still interesting. But I think the best guy is Jared Cook, who Cook is, I think, generally underappreciated by the average fan because he's a player who constantly bounces around from different team to different team. And so that makes it easy to think that he's not really that good. And that isn't the case. Uh, Jared Cook over the last three years has averaged uh, over the last four years has averaged at least eight yards a target. He's had at least at least six receiving touchdowns in each of the last three years. In 2018, he had a 100 target season uh, for Oakland before then. Obviously, Darren Waller really emerged and they, they were able to move on from him. Then he went to New Orleans, a team that doesn't really uh, prioritize throwing to the tight ends that much. But he remains an extremely explosive receiving threat uh, whenever he gets targets. He's, so he's he is decently efficient and then has high explosiveness as a receiver doesn't really bring much to you as a blocker, but even at this stage at 34, I believe he's now with the chargers as their replacement to uh, Hunter Henry. And I think he's going to be yet again, an explosive pass catcher option three in their passing game. And they're gonna be happy with that. So Jared cook to me is the appropriate pick. Um, I agree. I, I think, I think Jared, right. Jared cook was tied in one. So I, I agree. Yeah. I think you, I think you made the right choice there. Yeah. And then quarterback is weirdly easy. Uh, two future Hall of Famers in Aaron Rodgers at 38 and Tom Brady at 44 are both there. Uh, so it's not really a position where you you have to, to go and like get your guy. You know what I mean? Like whoever you you get that I don't pick, I'm sure you'll be very happy with. Uh, me personally, I'm taking Tom, uh, and that's because Tom Brady's a you know I've got the MVP and the Super Bowl winner. Uh, but what Brady has been in terms of like he's 10 years past the cutoff. And he's been elite for those 10 years. Like, those 10 years are a Hall of Fame caliber career. Not even taking into account what he did before he was 34, which is just a massively absurd statement that when you really stop and think about the scale of it, it blows your mind. Uh, so I'll take Brady uh, as quarterback of my team. Safety's thin. Safety's yep. real thin. When you were like, oh, Patrick Chung, I was like, he's already thinking about drafting Patrick Chung? This well, man is down horrendous. I, well, I mean, how many other safeties we got? I mean, you you That's took. I, you, I, you, in my head, Patrick Chung isn't even in the group of safeties that you look at when you say, "Who else do we have?" Patrick else, Patrick Chung is one of the "Who else do we have?"s. 
I you lost you lost me on that one, but I'm uh, saying, I, don't, I I wouldn't have I don't want Patrick Chung on my list. He's not on my list of guys that I was targeting. So like to me, safety was one of the thinnest positions. Right. I I think that we're actually saying the same yeah, yeah. same we're, point here. But okay, I'm gonna go Jonathan Joseph for sure. Need to out of respect. Out of respect. Yes. There's literally no other safeties. I have to pick Patrick Chung. I just have to pick. I I I don't think unless you you can one up me here if there's some safety I'm not thinking of that's 34 and older. But outside of, I mean, you you picked the good ones. You picked McCordy. You picked Malcolm Jenkins. I don't I don't know who else is on the board. Maybe you could one up me here on this next one. But uh, I'll pick Jonathan Joseph and then I'll go with Patrick Chung because I need some sort of secondary players that I can at least recognize. And those are the two that I guess. I got to go. like, my priority is being able to say the names of my team. I need to know who they are. Of course. Yeah. At, the, at, the, at this point, that's what we're going off of. All right. Are there any other positions where you and I have overlap? Safety. Maybe. Yeah. Safety, right, is, is, is a spot that I can't fill. I can always move Jenkins to my safety spot and then pick another linebacker or corner or defensive back. So right now I have them listed as flex spot. So I can move him to a quote-unquote safety spot and be flexible there. Obviously, I'm not going to pick a freaking linebacker. Um, I'm going to – no, never mind. I'm not going to ask that question. Um, Do it. Ask the question. No, I'm absolutely not asking the question. It helps no, you more. Just, just ask the question. It helps you more than it helps me. Um, P-Rob, Patrick Chung, Landis Gandrick. DRC is a maybe. Sometimes you just get a guy with a ton of slot experience and be happy with it. Oh, God. Linebacker is so It's so bad. (laughs) It's so bad. It's terrible. Okay, I'm definitely taking Daniel Kilgore. Uh, He is an interior player that I was very happy to get uh, if I figured I was going to be put into the bottom of the barrel, which I am. Uh, Kilgore is a perfectly acceptable zone blocking scheme starter which in that I already have Alex Mack is probably where I have to be anyway. Uh, so I'm going to be able to take Kilgore and have him play guard. I mean, optimally he'll play center, but I'd rather, leave, or I'd rather just leave Alex Mack there. Uh, so Kilgore for me as a guard is perfectly fine. Um, and then the player that I was uh, always intending on taking along the interior defensive line, and I now get to take on the interior defensive line, is uh, sudden over 30 explosion of production, Tyson Alulu, who was viewed as a bust for a very, very long time, went to Pittsburgh, played tilted nose, and just shredded people for a year. I mean, he was filthy good. Uh, certainly, when a guy's best season is age 33 season, you're a little bit like, is this real? I hope it is. Uh, if I can get 80% of the Alulu I got last season, and he's back in Pittsburgh now, so I think there's a chance you're going to get that. This is a really, really good one-tech, uh, which pairs nice with Ndamukong and Sue. I'm going to be able to stay functional against the run, have a ton of size in the interior, but not sacrifice too much for pass rushing. Really liked Alulu last year, so I'm going to make him my pick on the interior. <sighs> now I need a freaking planet safety. Yeah, it's tough. Heck. It's really tough. All right, one other guy that I'm looking up. <sighs> God, he's bad. They're bad, Ben. Do it. Do it. They're all bad. Behold, this is what we force ourselves for. They're all bad. Okay, I guess I'll draft. Oh, I hate this. I guess I'll draft Josh Norman at corner, even though he's 
clearly not the Josh Norman that he was early on in his career. At least he's got experience. And I don't really know any other safety, so I got to go with Brandon Carr, even though he got cut last year. Uh, I got to go with Brandon Carr because they went, huh? Straight cut last year. Oh, Lord. I, yeah, I got to go. With, I'm going to go with Brandon Carr just because, like Ben said, at this point, we just got to recognize the dudes on the roster. So I'll go Josh Norman, Brandon Carr to talk about some washed up defensive backs here on the team. All right. I think I'm taking. Uh, oh, God. No, I can't do it. I can't take Dominic Rogers Camardi. I have too much. He, I, I resent him from his random stint in Philadelphia, and then he just hasn't been good. And I was about to say it, and like I felt a physical movement in my heart and it was like, no, Ben, come on, don't do this. Um, okay. <laughs> Here, no, here's the situation. I'm going to tell I'm going to tell you what the situation is. Yeah. Tell us what the situation is. What's the situation? Give us the you situation. Drafted, you drafted Jason Kelsey. He's 33. Yes, this is true. I drafted freaking whoever you yelled at me for Malcolm Jenkins. He's 33. Correct. Richard Sherman's 33. No, 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 no. I am not giving you Richard Sherman this late in the draft. No, we're not doing it. No. This is this when I said earlier I'm not gonna bring this up because it's gonna help you. This is what it was. It no. was once we once we by accident changed the rules, it really opened up corner a freaking lot. No, absolutely uh, not. What if I say please? No, I'm making you suffer just like I did and am doing now, continually, as I look at this list. Frick! Okay, <laughs> fine. I'm going to take uh, Andrew Sendejo, and I'm moving Jenkins to be actual safety, and Sendejo is going to be my linebacker. Wow, safety. beef. Beef. Yeah. Beef. Uh, Sendejo is a, is a absolute... Just a, a, a mess. He's a bat out of hell. It's the only thing you can do is just run up hit a guy and then get penalized uh, for illegal hits. And just, you know, he's a, an old style safety. doesn't fit in the new style game, but functionally as a thumper, uh, I can get him on the field on early downs. And, I, and I'm happy about that. My secondary is really strong. So he's basically a linebacker for me. Wesley Woodyard linebacker for me. Bruce Irvin's going to be able to play the edge and linebacker for me. So that's all great. Um, I'm happy with the way that that defense ended up coming out despite all the difficulty. Um, Shoot. The guy was just going to pick a linebacker. I just saw is actually fully retired. Uh, Lorenzo Alexander. Yes. Yep. Dude, I was so pumped to get Zoe. And then I was like, no, 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 Zoe. Be wishy-washy. Do the Marshawn Lynch thing where you don't play but act like you're not retired on a late-night TV show, which is exclusively meant to drive ratings. (laughs) Sorry for yelling. I don't really know what my new mic situation is, so that might have blown you out. I apologize, (laughs) listeners. I just am very upset about the Marshawn Lynch thing. Um, okay. Oh no, this guy's retired too. Oh no. Yeah, here's the thing about linebacker, Trevor. It sucks. Um, I'm taking. Who am I gonna play a linebacker? Okay. So you're not gonna let me have Marcus Cannon either, because he's also 33, right? Correct. Yes. So I can only draft 33 year olds by accident. Yes. That's exactly uh, how this goes. Uh, I'm drafting Alejandro Villanueva. I'm drafting Brian Bulaga. Oh, I thought he was 34. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, what a great pick. Um, I'm taking Tainaseki. Uh, Seki has been a long-time journeyman swing tackle. Um, when he has to play, it, it, it's it's fully functional. Uh, it's not a case of a guy like Andre Smith. You put him out there, and it just doesn't work. Jared Veltier, who Veltier was like weirdly good for the Colts in the playoffs last year. Um, but Veltier historically hasn't been that guy. Jason Peters uh, was really really good, but at this point, he's just so banged up that I don't think he's a good player. Uh, Ty Naseki 
is a guy who, if he's starting to be a tackle, do you feel amazing? No, but you don't feel scared. Uh, you know, he can get the job done. The veteran has helps with that as well. So in a sec, he will take my opposite tackle spot uh, across from Dwayne Brown. I'm at the bottom of the barrel here, brother. Yeah, you are. Oh, wait. Oh, we got life. Hold on. No, no you have no life. I mean, I mean, life. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's a terrible life, but it's here. <laughs> like we, we've at least got life. Okay, I'm gonna tell you guys who I'm gonna pick. Right after I tell you, the Bill Bar's got the best protein bars on the planet. Look at that ad read, just throwing it in there, right? Peak excitement. It's called the teaser, folks. They've got so many great flavors. They're great tasting protein bars, but they're also really good for you. They got low, low calories, low sugars, but also high protein and uh, high in fiber as well. So they're fantastic for your diet. You can put them. Really anywhere, morning, noon, night, before a workout, after a workout. Guaranteed that if you get yourself a box of these protein bars, it will not be the last box that you order. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. You will get 15% off of your next order when you use that promo code LOCKED15 over at BuiltBar.com and RockAuto.com. Guys, if you've got any car troubles at all whatsoever, or if you're just looking to make an upgrade on your current vehicle, rockauto.com is the place to go there's no reason to go into an auto parts store just for them to not have the part in store and order it online you can order it online yourself and you know exactly what you're going to want as well if you don't know exactly what you want they can still help you out they've got great customer service give them a call go to their website if you end up hitting them up tell them the lockdown nfl draft sent you you can do that in person you can do that over the phone or you can do that in the how did you little how did you hear about us little box that they have on the website that would really help the podcast out They've got all the parts that you guys could ever need. Their website's super easy to navigate. You can see it right when you go to rockauto.com. It's right on the left-hand side. You can find your exact make and model and see everything that they've got for your car. They've got an amazing selection, reliable, low prices, all the car parts you were ever going to need over at rockauto.com. Hope the suspense was worth it, guys, because I'm drafting Marcus Hunt, putting him at edge, and then I'm moving Terrell Suggs to linebacker. What's up? What's up, Ben? What's up? What's up? So... You just sniped an extra edge. What's which up? I thought I was secure at edge. You didn't even take the guy that I wanted. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even know who you want. I don't even know who's left. I don't even know who these people are. My defensive line is Calais Campbell, Stephen Clendon, Everson Griffin, Marcus Hunt, Clay Matthews, Terrell Sox. Man, it would have been so good for like a very brief flash of 2018 when Marcus Hunt was like kind of weirdly good for the Colts I am just sending all of these people at the pocket at all times and I'm I'm asking I'm asking old ass Jonathan Joseph Josh Norman Patrick Chung and Brandon Carr to, <laughs> to play cover one in the back brother the defense it's pretty and, and pretty by pretty I mean pretty bad I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Dominic Rogers Cromarty as my extra defense back because yeah. he left it for me yeah, well, I mean, he he's played as many games as Marshall Lynch has played in the last two years, so congratulations. Hey, uh, hey. Tampa native, though. Is he? Uh, I actually think he's from Bradenton, like my actual hometown. Hold on. Wow, so just lying on the podcast. <laughs> Where is he from? Hometown. Uh, Bradenton, Florida. Yep, my hometown. What's up? Big shout out. Glad to have him back on the team. Absolutely. Uh, hometown kid. I So the edge guy that I want is Cam Wake. Uh Wake didn't play in 2020. Uh, has not retired. I just triple checked. Shoot. Uh, I actually crossed Wake off because I thought he retired. Nope. Didn't retire. Man. I made it. There was a report that he wanted to retire, and then he and his agent came out and very strongly came out against that report. Um, his most recent season with Tennessee, not too pretty. Uh, that was 2019. He was part of the rotation. Wasn't super effective. 
With that said, uh, before that in Miami, uh, which is where he spent the majority of his career, just remained like stupid productive. There's no reason for him to be this good. But in his age 36 season, I believe it was 2019, uh, six sacks, then 11 sacks in 2017, 13 sacks in 2016. Uh, he had still 20 hurries with the Titans in 2019. Uh, so is he as good of a player as he once was? No, but I would prefer, I wanted to wake over Suggs. Uh, I definitely want to wake over Marcus Hunt. So I'm happy to have him on the edge, which means Bruce Irvin's always going to be playing a, a Sam linebacker role for me, which is a little bit tricky. It's not what he's historically done, but it's fine because he's technically a linebacker anyway. Uh, so maybe I've got five guys on the line of scrimmage, which honestly, Mario Addison can play interior. So, so I'm fine with that. That's totally cool. Um, so he's one of my guys. And then, uh, as I alluded to earlier, uh, I'm very happy to take Danny Amendola. As a matter of fact, I was even more pleased to take Danny Amendola once I got Tom Brady uh, because Danny Amendola was playing with Tom Brady 2017, 2016, 2015, and was being really, really productive. His most recent season with Brady was 2017, 86 targets, 61 receptions, 659 yards, which is over 10 yards of reception, uh, completing over 71% of his passes when throwing to Danny Amendola. And so as a functional slot option uh, with whom Brady has chemistry, I like the, uh, the thought of Amendola having a little bit of a uh, resurgent season, but he was, decent when he was on the field for the Lions. He just was injured last year. So Amendola is just a, a good Eddie steady slot that I figured I was going to be able to get. I'm happy I got him. Wow, I was roasting you for that like an hour ago on the podcast, and here you are getting him on your team. I got two spots left. Very happy. Tight end spot. You named a lot of guys that I think could be serviceable that would be good, but... Uh, How did you have two spots left? Because I have two spots left. Did I miss writing down one of my guys? Yeah, probably because I have to do it for you all the time because you don't do it. Got a lot of tabs open, sweetie. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, we're 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 good. I think maybe if you see somebody yeah, that you, you think you picked, uh, which I I don't think you have. Tight end. I think I forgot. A lot of names to choose from. I ultimately think that Delaney Walker is probably the next best one after Jared Cook. I would have taken Jared Cook tight end one. Delaney Walker, not that far removed from being a real focal point in what the Tennessee Titans were doing, was recovering and, and, and staying in football shape, getting ready for the 2020 season. But when everything that was happening with the pandemic came around, he kind of was just like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm out for this season. So he's been training, he's been resting, hopefully a lot more healthy. I think that he's still got the most left in the tank, and he's the closest to more of a dominant tight end season after Jared Cook. So I'm going to go with Delaney Walker, which means that my quarterback is going to be Aaron Rodgers because you had Tom Brady. So actually pretty happy with, I would have been happy with either guy. I knew that quarterback was probably going to be the very last draft selection that I had because I would have been great with either Brady or Rodgers. Brady, obviously, like Ben said, coming off a of Super Bowl, has had an incredible Hall of Fame career over the last 10 years. Aaron Rodgers most recently won an MVP in the league. And so it's just these are two of the top quarterbacks in the NFL, regardless of age. Very happy to get Aaron Rodgers. So, uh, yeah, that rounds out what I think is a pretty dominant offense here in this exercise. You definitely got the better of me in defense. We'll go over that in a second. But I'm pretty happy with what my offense looks like. Dude. I just figured out that Ramon Foster retired. You're oh, I'm so mad. I just thought he opted out. Yeah, he did. He opted out of his career. He opted out of his profession. <laughs> I hate you. You're so dumb. He, <laughs> he opted out of being a savior for you on this exercise. I knew he signed a two-year deal in 2019. Yeah, he signed but a two-year deal. He retired one year into it. Signed a two-year deal with a part-time job as a high school coach. I really thought I had to go, and I was like, Ramon Foster, baby, multi-year starter. The Big Ragu is the nickname, man. It's my guy. The Big Ragu? Oh. It'd be better if it was the Big Wagyu. 
The Big Ragu is his nickname, according to like Wikipedia or something. I don't remember where I saw it. Oh, I'm so mad. Okay. Ragu like like the sauce? Yes, the big ragu. Italian. This is beef? very, very clear, very easy. Um, okay. So definitely taking Ted Ginn, who's my other wide receiver, who right. Ginn just remains a highly dangerous speed guy. He gets the respect. Uh, was at, wasn't was anything for the, the Bears last year, but their entire passing game was scuffed, and they had no idea how to use him. Uh, when he was in New Orleans, he was what you expect from just like a middling field stretcher. Uh, you know, low catch rate has always been the case with Ginn, but high explosives when he gets the ball, and he's able to take the top off a of defense still because he can still fly. So he's definitely one of my picks. I really don't know. I did not have a backup plan on the interior. Uh, I could take it. I can't take AQ Shipley. My interior offensive line average weight is going to be 285 pounds. Ryan Khalil? Oh, God. Oh, God. You he's can't make me do this. He's, he's retired, isn't he? Yeah, he's, re- he's okay. way retired. Thank God. I was, <laughs> I was about to select Ryan Khalil and just uh, play. Please, please, please be retired. And now this is retirement. Oh, big ups to you, Ryan Khalil. We love you, baby. Way to retire. Um, Why are you cheering for this? You don't have anybody to pick. Because I, I was – no, I'm just going to take another tackle. Uh, I just didn't want to have to be in a position where I'm taking Ryan Khalil. I have some scrap of pride remaining. Uh, can I play Jason Peters a guard? I mean, I guess. Is, no, 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 no. Wait, wait. Isn't he retired? No, no, no. Jason 100% still wants to play. Yeah, he's a free agent. Okay. He was bad last year, right? Oh, buddy. Bad doesn't even begin. Okay, all right. You, you, you could take him. You could take him. You know how, like, when you get older? No. You're... Right, good point. I didn't think about it like that. You know how when you get older, you're supposed to, like, learn how to play the game in, like, new ways? Peter's, like, is just trying to play it. Like, he's, like, trying to play it like he's more athletic than he used to be. And he was, like, one of the best guys ever. He's, like, trying to jump set everything. It just does not work. Um, He should have... When the Eagles signed him, uh, there was talk about moving him to guard. Peters is super tight with Jeffrey Lurie, the owner. And so he was like, actually, instead, I'm going to play left tackle. And Lurie was like, yeah, you're right. It's a great point. Uh, and so he played left tackle. And it was just, oh, it was abysmal. Um, he, I think, took like a snap last year at guard. Uh, so it's cheating. But I got screwed with remote Foster and I messed up. So JCP is going to play guard for me. And I can't emphasize this enough. It's not, he's not good. It's not a good thing. It's a good name. It's not a good thing. That's my team. All right. All right. So here's the teams. On offense, for Mike's squad, I got Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, Marshawn Lynch at running back. Shout out Conan O'Brien. I got Larry Fitzgerald, Deshaun Jackson, Emmanuel Sanders at wide receiver, Delaney Walker at tight end, Andrew Whitworth and Damar Dotson at offensive tackles, Jason Kelsey, Richie Incognito, and John Jerry as my interior offensive line. That is a solid old man offense, baby. It is. That is that is the that is the San Antonio Spurs. It's interesting they only drafted ten players that that make sense that are around, but that's cool. On defense, I have Calais Campbell, Steve McClendon as my interior defensive lineman. Edge rushers, Everson Griffin, Marcus Hunt, linebacker Clay Matthews and Terrell Suggs. We're we're just sending the whole box at, at at the quarterback every play. That's just it's just hike, hunt, kill. Go get him. Uh defensive backs, Rod- Rogers Cromarty, Jonathan Joseph, Josh Norman, and then safety has got Patrick Chung and Brandon Carr. Jeez, Lord have mercy. Ben's <laughs> Ben's offense. He's got Tom Brady. He's got Adrian Peterson. He's got Ted Ginn, Danny Amendola, uh, Jared Cook, Frank <laughs> Frank Gore. 
<laughs> Dwayne Brown. Um, how do you, how do you say his last name? Ty Nasecki. How you say yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, interior offensive lineman Alex Mack, Daniel Kilgore, and Jason Peters. Interior defensive line: Dominic Soon, Tyson Lulu. That's pretty good. Edge rushers: Mario Addison, Cam Wake. Okay. Linebackers: Bruce Irvin, Wesley Woodyard. Not bad. Extra linebacker: Andre Sandeo. Cornerbacks: Patrick Robinson, Jason McCourty. Safety: Devin McCourty and Malcolm Jenkins. I think it's very clear that my offense is better than yours, and your defense is better than mine. Pretty much how it usually ends up, I want to say. Like, that's just how, how our team building always ends up comparing. Points, baby. Let us know. Balance, who, baby. Let us know who you think won. Was it Ben's team? Probably not. Or was it my team? Probably. Uh, Hit us up on Twitter at Tampa Bay Trey, at Benjamin Solak. Appreciate everybody listening to the podcast. Well, we've got an, another episode this week before we get to Fan Friday, in which Ben and I are going to talk about what we are most excited about for the upcoming. First four weeks of the season. So whether that you can't could be say the first quarter of the season anymore. I know, I know. I've I've tried to condition myself to not be not not say that. So we're either going to talk about position groups, like somebody's offensive line versus somebody's defensive line, or maybe it's just players, a wide receiver versus a corner, a coach matchup going head to head, or maybe it's just full teams going head to head. Whether there's division implications on the line or early bragging rights, early division leads, whatever it is, we're going to talk about what we are most excited about for the first four weeks of the upcoming 2021 NFL season. Until then, you guys keep it locked right here on Locked On NFL Draft.